and welcome to another episode of Airy Muse. I'm the host, Sarah Crowley, and today I have my first guest, uh, a good friend of mine. This will be an interview with Matt Carnes. Um, his, uh, he and I became acquainted while working together at Skydive Yosemite. He was, and occasionally still is, a parachute packer there. He is also now a parachute rigger. He is currently uh, Director of Operations at Southern Yosemite Mountain Guides. Matt seems to have always had a thirst for adventure. He has a heavily hyphenated resume embodied in many different ways over his 34 years. He rock climbs, hikes, skydives, canyoneers, is a karaoke enthusiast, extremely gifted photographer, and a seasoned hitchhiker. And that last word, hitchhiker, is going to be the focus of our talk mostly. We'll, we'll try not to be narrow-minded, and if it, uh, this chat wants to go in different directions, we're open to that. But um, hitchhiking is probably going to be the focus. Uh, but, however, before we get into all of that, I do want to tip a hat to the theme of this show, Airy Sports, and briefly ask you, Matt, why you got interested in skydiving. <sighs> um, uh, why I got into skydiving. Um, I mean, I feel like most people will say a similar thing, that, uh, um, the idea of flying is, uh, I don't know, enticing. I was always the, uh, I was always afraid of heights growing up. I was like, uh, petrified of heights. I remember being very mentally scarred by a, uh, an instance with my family at Cedar Point. We grew up in, uh, uh, in Ohio. So going to the roller coasters was a, uh, like a big thing out there. Yeah. And I remember one time when I was the, uh, like I was the scared one. Like mm. everybody else wanted to go on this roller coaster that was that was a loop, like you would go upside down and it was high and things. And I was afraid of the heights of it and being upside down. And uh, and I would I would like literally cried not wanting to go on it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how old I was, but I was too old to be doing that. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm a little scarred by that experience, and that haunts me. So I think that like uh, conquering that fear was really rewarding also um you know um i i see it as human flight as close as you can get in a way you're free there's nothing holding you up you're flying through the air like superman or like uh i grew up with dragon ball z so all the all those characters come to mind when what i is saw that a video game yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> there's I'm a, a bit of an age yeah, I'm Me. a 90s kid. Yeah, I forgot yeah. to mention, Matt is 34, and I am 51. So a bit of an age gap with some of our references, but um, very yeah. cool. That yeah. it, I feel that's a common uh, lament with skydivers. They, they say that they were afraid of heights. It seems, you would think it would be uncommon, but it seems kind of common, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I hear that a lot. So it's a facing your fear kind of thing. I hear that a lot with Maybe. the Tandem students, too. Yes, you do. Yeah. It's true. All right, so hitchhiking. Can you tell us roughly about your very first hitchhiking experience? Uh, my first hitchhiking re experience I remember very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was 18. And I had a, uh, um, it was my first summer job as a, uh, in a cubicle. 
Mm. I had a job at a computer mm. in a desk in a cubicle for the summer and I was losing my mind. I realized this won't work. So I quit as soon as I possibly could. And from after I quit, I just, I bought the, um, the cheapest flight to go over the ocean, wherever that was. I wanted to go over the ocean, cheapest flight. Did it matter what, which ocean? <laughs> nope. I just wanted to, I'd never crossed the ocean. Um, I wanted to get over the ocean somewhere. What's the cheapest way to do that? Cause I need to get far away and go for an adventure. And, um, it was Ireland. So I flew to Dublin and, um, at that time I'd never hitchhiked before, but, um, the way I knew that I was able to travel was to spend no money on, um, lodging or transportation. So when I arrive in Dublin, I know that I'm not going to stay in any hostels. I know that I'm not going to buy any buses or anything like that. So I start hitchhiking to get across Ireland. I had, I think three weeks there, um, something like that. And I went from, uh, Dublin to, uh, the cliffs of Moher. Mm. And then I actually did take a bus back, but my first, my first hitch out, um, uh, I remember it was a guy that picked me up in like a sports car mm. and, and uh, I was very nervous uh, because at the time I still hadn't dispelled the theory from my mind that uh, that, that the world was just um, filled with axe murderers. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the idea that I had had grown up with. And I was always very skeptical of that, but I uh -huh. hadn't really tested it, tested the how much you could trust a stranger. Yes. Um. And, uh, yeah, that first ride, I was just sitting there, um, petrified, um, not speaking, not mm -hmm. getting to know the person. Mm -hmm. And he was driving very fast actually. <laughs> so I actually asked to get out earlier than I had planned. Oh, <laughs> I was like, uh, this looks good. And he, he let me out a little early. Yeah. Uh, but that was my first. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been an Irish serial killer. But... For Probably wasn't. Probably wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, he was just um, a young dude, sports sports car, driving a little fast, and I was I was just nervous about stranger danger mm -hmm. for sure for my first one. Yes. So let's talk about that idea a little bit. I when I mentioned to my sister uh, what my first interview was going to be, my older sister Kate, the first thing out of her mouth when I mentioned that you were a hitchhiker. Uh, and that you had a um, very interesting Instagram handle, American Hitchhiker, which you all should check out. Uh, Matt's photography is beautiful and his photojournalism is beautiful. Um, and we will talk about that in a, in a little bit. But um, she said she was joking, but kind of not joking, playing on that stereotype and and said, but wasn't he scared of potential serial killers? And I said, well, that's why you should look at his Instagram account. It was all about dispelling that idea, right? Very intentionally. And I guess you, you started to do that uh, in Ireland with your first experience. Mm, well, um, hitchhiking was just how I used to travel. And I hitchhiked for many years before I started that Instagram account. Um, I started that Instagram account purposefully for that, um, mm -hmm. like the, for the purpose of telling stories about hitchhiking to dispel the fear around it. Um, yeah. Uh, but for I, others, for I, others. Yeah. yeah. Cause my family, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, like, that's just how I traveled. 
um, for, I, I've, I've been traveling abroad since I was 18 mm. and, um, I probably, I don't think I started that until I was, um, 24, 25, maybe something like mm. that. Mm-hmm. So it's not many years, but you know, like those were, um, that's how I used to travel. And then, um, once I realized, um, that, that the idea of hitchhiking was viewed differently around the world than it was here in America. I was like, you know, somebody needs to clear this up because <laughs> it's such a bummer. Hitchhiking is a great thing. And most people actually, I know tons and tons and tons of people who, who, who always have known that it's not a big deal. Yes. But, uh, but there's also like the, the people that I grew up with, um, my family and, uh, most of my hometown, most of the people I went to, went to school with, they're from a world where they think that, oh, that's a stranger danger. People are, there's ex murderers out there that are just looking to kill you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I, uh, started the Instagram, uh, you know, well into my hitchhiking days. Mm-hmm. How many hitchhikes would you say you have done? Uh, I, you know, I, I knew you were going to ask me that question and it's, it's, it's in the hundreds. I really couldn't tell you if it's, I really couldn't tell you if it's 600 or if it's 300. I don't think it's a thousand. Wow. Um, uh, I didn't realize you were in that realm of numbers. Well, I, I know that that I did some research leading up to this cause I knew that there'd be questions like that. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, uh, that the one trip, you know, that you've been asking about the one that I like kind of embarked on to kind of. Uh, to tell the stories of who picks people up, um, uh, in that 15 day trip. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that one I had between 50 and 60 rides in that one. And I met somewhere between hundred, somewhere around a hundred people that I interviewed and took pictures of. And, mm. um, uh, you know, the, the goal of that trip was to meet as many people as I could and get as many rides as I could in 15 days. Mm-hmm. Well, I had, I think I had 20 days, but it lasted 20 or 15, excuse me. I think I had 20 to play with and it lasted only 15. Yeah. So you were meeting some of the driver's families and yeah. girlfriends or boyfriends or yeah. think Okay. Yep. Families, uh, uh, even other hitchhikers, uh-huh. um, on the road, homeless people. Uh-huh. Um, so, so I was just trying to talk to as many people as I could meet. Um, and, uh, and especially the people that decided to pick you up, you know, those were the ones I was really interested to talk to, mm-hmm. but a lot of, a lot of great stories came out of it. Did you, have you mostly encountered, at least in the States, uh, a bit of hesitancy, um, but they did stop after all, or are they, I, I've only hitchhiked maybe about four or five times in my life Yeah, and all in Yosemite National Park where mm-hmm. I used, as you know, lived and worked and it always seemed very safe to me and not a big deal. And it wasn't a very enduring trip, mm-hmm. but I'm curious if, uh, I'm, I'm curious, <laughs> um, my landlord, lawn, lawnmower, so, um, <laughs> uh, oh, brain fart. I don't remember what I was asking. Um, Uh, you're wondering maybe about like the difference between America and other places. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, I guess so. Um, my presumption is that Americans would be, and and you said this essentially a little more wary. Yes. Maybe it depends on the country. It does. It's very similar here as it, as it is in England. Um, but like, uh, some of the most hitchhiking friendly places I've, I've, been in or i would say the top two 
Scotland and New Zealand are extremely hitchhiker friendly. If you're going to Scotland or New Zealand, or at yeah. least at least at the time when I went, don't rent a car. Go hitchhike. Okay, it's just <laughs> like, part of the culture. It's part of the fun. It's. I mean, like, like of course, there's always. I mean, I'm not. I'm not crazy enough to say that there's no risk in hitchhiking. Yeah. But it's such a wonderful experience that I think is worth the risk. If you're somebody that is able to tell to to be able to set boundaries, because um the person that really uh. The person that really convinced me that this was worth um, giving a shot in the first place, um, you know, uh, for long trips, is a is a Canadian girl named Jocelyn who you met. Yeah, she's hitchhiked ac- alone across um, Mexico and a, a you know a, many places that I would have thought were dangerous to hitchhike across. And if you get to know her, um, you know, she'll tell you some stories where people were. Uh, you know, said inappropriate things. She's in the car with them. It might feel like, like a trap sort of situation, but she's able to like take control of the situation say like, no, that's inappropriate. Um, I'm getting out right now. You don't get a second chance, that kind of thing. Mm. So it's like for, as a, uh, men and women have different, sure. um, uh, different, um, things to be aware of mm-hmm. when you're meeting strangers, I would say. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not, that's not lost on me. Um, but if you're in Scotland and uh, in New Zealand, I think if you're somebody who's who's aware that you might have to say, no, actually, I'm going to get out right now. I don't like what you just said. If you can do that, if you can do that, then yeah, you're go, go, Scot- yeah. Go, go hitchhike in Scotland and in New Zealand. Yeah. You have to become a New Yorker for a little bit while you're... <laughs> hey, you just, you just have to be able to make sure that if there's a situation that arises where, where it's like you, you have to say no... Don't give them a second chance. Just go. Mm-hmm. So, which brings us to how, how many scary rides have you had? One. Of, just one. Just one. Just one. And it literally wasn't because he was a bad guy. He was just, um, uh, he was, I think, under the influence of something. Uh-huh. I don't, I couldn't tell you what. Yeah. Maybe he was high or stoned or something, but he was it clearly, um, you know, not in his right mind and I didn't like how he was driving, so I asked, <laughs> I asked to be out, let out early. And this was in the states, or not? yes, that was I believe that was in the states. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but only one, so it's pretty good. And and uh, and and that's the thing is like, um, so on the on the subject of like um, the difference between the states and and other places, England and the states are are very similar. Where people in England, they will also pick you up and say, what the hell are you thinking? Mm. Don't, aren't you worried you're going to get killed? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the States in England are literally the only places where I've heard that. Uh-huh. Like other places, uh, you know, the vast majority of people that pick you up are like, who are you? What do you do? What are you doing? Oh, so exciting. Wow. Like they want to, they want to get to know you. They're excited to meet a traveler. Um, and, and they'll, uh, you know, they'll, they'll tell you all about themselves. They're excited to, to meet, mm-hmm. to meet someone. Um, but in, uh, in the oh States and in, and in England, they'll, uh, they'll make sure that you know that, uh, one, don't mess with me. I've got a gun underneath my, my, my seat. <laughs> you try to mess with me, I'll take you out. Yeah. I, I've heard that. <laughs> and, then, and then also they'll say, um, uh, yeah, that like, aren't you worried about getting killed out there and it's just you know 
most of the places I've, I've hitched, I've hitchhiked, uh, for the most, so I've hitchhiked in seven different countries at least. Hmm. Um, and I think, um, for example, like I can't say I, I hitchhiked all the way across England cause I kind of went like south and then cut across to Wales and I didn't make it all the way across England, hmm. but, but I, I like to go from one end to the other. It's one of my, it's my goals when I go out and do this sort of thing. Um, so there's about seven that I have like experience in checking out the culture and seeing what the hitchhiking culture is, is like there. Yeah. Here comes Darcy. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Matt's girlfriend is, yeah. um, coming in. Uh, okay. So let's see. As a photographer, what would you say, this is kind of a cliched question for photographers, but I'm curious about your perspective on this. What would you say, what are photos able to do that words cannot do? Ooh. Ooh. Um, what are photos able to do that words cannot do? See, I'm scared to say this because you're a writer. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to insult your words. No, you're a writer too. It's uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, I wouldn't they're be, di- of they're course different, I wouldn't be. They're different languages though, right? Artistically. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're diff. They're certainly different. Um, I don't know what words, what pictures can do that words cannot. But for me, some of the pictures um, that I've taken, um, I just cherish because it puts me in that place. Um, uh, some were captured at a special moment, um, and some just capture the essence of that moment. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I love that. I don't, I don't know how, how yeah, else to no, say Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, that's a good answer. Um, so we've talked a little bit about this whole idea of the kindness of strangers and what is it about the anonymity of talking to a stranger that is so wonderfully healing for us so not even necessarily in the context of uh hitchhiking Mm -hmm. but um uh hey darcy um sorry brain fart again uh in any situation, like if you're um, flying on a plane and you're next to a stranger and you feel like that, the relief of anonymity. Um, um, the relief of anonymity. Like people, anonymity. have yeah. you had that experience beyond hitchhiking to, you know, you're standing in a line or on a plane. I've certainly had that experience. And people just kind of will tell you your the, all their secrets, and, yes. <laughs> and you sort of kind of want to tell yours, yeah. And it's yeah. Uh, for sure because you'll never see that person again. Probably as part of it, right? Yeah, I think you you put it in exactly the words I would say it because um, I've felt that the most with hitchhiking, and then in in travels as well. Um, I definitely feel that um, it's a. Uh, um, I, I, I've heard the, you know, the best stories, I think, mm. while traveling with somebody that I just met who wants to tell me something crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's maybe, um, sometimes, yeah, with hitchhiking, sometimes being the stranger who's been introduced into their life, into their car, um, they know that as soon as you get out of the car, they're never going to see you again. Right. So that anonymity makes you a safe person to, to tell whatever. 
to to let yourself be seen and to to you know they they t- they do they tell you your, your their deepest darkest secrets and and share with you about um uh you know who they really are and, absolutely and and uh that's one of the reasons i think why like i tell a lot of people that if they're ever feeling depressed about humanity just need to go hitchhiking because um <laughs> you're you're going to meet a lot of um uh kind strangers who just want to help you. Yeah. And then they're going to show themselves to you um, because they're going to feel safe to tell you anything. And and you're, you're just going to feel like, wow, humanity is a lot better than the news says. Mm. <laughs> Let's pause this for one second mm-hmm. and hold on. Okay. We are back. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about your Instagram account a little more. How long originally was the IG, uh, the Instagram Axe Murderer series supposed to be? 15 days, that was the... Yes, um, I think I had 20 days to play with and it, it turned into 15 because at some point I, I got so far away that I had to think about my turnaround time. Right. Yeah. So it's like I'm so far away. I have to be back in 24 days. That means I need to turn around and see how see how long it takes me to get back. Because who knows? Yeah. There, you can get stuck at places overnight. And how many states did you hit through that? Uh, oh, I don't remember the number of states. Um, I started in Nashville, Tennessee, and I went out to Denver, Colorado, and it got really cold. Mm. So I decided to go south, just in the spirit of hitchhiking, just kind of go wherever the rides were going. And wherever, um, wherever the wind blew. And right then it was no cold. Agenda. I was freezing. I was, mm-hmm. it was in, it was snowy. It was in like the winter and, and in Colorado, I was in the Ooh. winter. So like icy roads, I was like having beard sickles <laughs> and, and like, uh, I needed to go South. So I went South to Childress, um, Childress, Texas. And, um, uh, and then Childress, Texas, I went, um, back East cause I needed to loop around, kind of mm. get, not get too far away. Went to um, New Orleans, Louisiana, and then from New Orleans, Louisiana, went north back up to Tennessee. So I couldn't tell you how many states are in between there, but that's about the the route that I went for that 15-day trip where I was specifically, um, uh, you know, seeking out stories from the people that were picking me up. And you intentionally intended New Orleans to be a little bit of a break that was going to be... You got together with friends or... I met, um, I had some friends that actually lived there. Yeah. And I had some friends that lived in uh, Denver, Colorado too. So, so like, uh, I had some friends that knew I was doing that. And then, um, they reached out to me when they saw I was, I was heading that direction. I was like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll stay at your place for sure. Like, um, most of the times I was sleeping in like in bushes or next to churches or under bridges and, um, uh, rest stops, a lot of rest stops. I slept next to a, a vending machine at a, mm. at a rest stop. I remember that was one of the better ones. Um, and you were ready for all of that. You, you knew that was probably in your future when you set out on this or not necessarily. Yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause, cause that's the, well, that's how I always live. This is, this is how I travel. Uh, you know, that's how I did it in, in, in Ireland. That's mm. uh, I'm always looking for churches, rest stops, bridges, bushes <laughs> i just go 10 feet into the like like if i'm on the if if i get off an exit on the on the interstate and there's nothing there yeah. i'm like okay perfect 
I'll go ten feet into the into the ditches here, into the bushes, and yeah, nobody's going to find me. Yeah. But you look for a church first, presumably, or does it depend no, on the denomination? <laughs> no, it's like a church is like if I uh, if I'm in a populated area, I find that there's not always somebody at the there's not always people showing up to work in the morning at a church. Okay. I can like kind of hide at a church, and I will notice if if somebody comes in. There's only one something like that. There's not very many people hanging out at church. Unless it's a Sunday. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. How do you personally deal with fear? And also, on top of that question, do you think we all feel fear to the same degree, or is that a silly presumption? Are some of us genuinely not as swayed by fear as others? Mm. Well, I think there's rational fear and I think there's irrational fear, you know, and I think that, uh, I don't necessarily, um, I, I'm not, I'm not so bold to say that I know what's rational, what's irrational. Um, but I think, uh, I think I've decided on what's rational and what's irrational in terms of like, some for, of the things I do for you, yeah, it's acceptable for you, yeah, to consider irrational or not, yeah, 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 because, yeah. because, um, in irrational fear, um, why let that stop you? Mm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, right. So, uh, have you ever been accused of being an adrenaline junkie? Yeah, recently, yeah, <laughs> I, I told you that, yeah, <laughs> which was offensive at the time, I guess. Uh, but it's, it's not, uh, it's not that. What, why is it offensive slightly? I mean, I, I find it, it kind of irks me as well because I just have <laughs> never identified with that yeah. title at all. Me neither. And yeah, never felt that was the pull for me with any adventures. Uh, th and maybe my definition of a adrenaline junkie is wrong, but like I had always associated an adrenaline junkie with somebody that takes unnecessary risks. Mm. Um, who, uh, laughs in the face of danger, right. Will put themselves in danger. I don't see myself as, as somebody who does that. Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe that's not actually what an adrenaline junkie is. Maybe an adrenaline junkie is safely chasing adrenaline. Mm. Maybe. And if that's the case, maybe, maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, uh, outside magazine got wind of your Instagram plight and, uh, how did that come about? Um, Matt was interviewed with outside magazine in 2016 or 2017. Was it something uh, totally wrong? Can't no. remember. That okay, sounds about right. I, I, I would have guessed it was 2016, but it's, and, it's and how did that come about? I was, so I was posting on my Instagram and, uh, you know, like, uh, the people that were following it were people from my college, people from my hometown. Um, so not very many and, uh, they repost it and share with their friends and people were excited about the idea. They, um, uh, they wanted me to keep doing this. And I, you know, there was, there was a moment where I thought like, there's enough people that like this that I could just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and people were asking for me to keep doing it and to make more of these stories. Yeah. Um, um, 
uh, and essentially that was it. Like, uh, when I got back, somebody asked me and they wanted to talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. Did you contemplate taking it, uh, beyond the 15 days? Well, like that idea. I only had the... that much time at the time. Uh -huh. I had, uh, I've traveled for, I you know, I've hitchhiked for, what was it? 10 months. I did like a 10 month hitchhiking. Uh, like that's how I lived. I hitchhiked around. I worked for a very short time, short time. And like, I didn't, didn't have a vehicle. So I hitchhiked around everywhere for about 10 months. And it's the longest time I did, but that was before I was interested in, that's before I was telling the stories of people who pick, pick me up. Um, so, uh, had I considered doing longer, um, I thought about doing more trips, but it, you know, it's a lot of work, like to, it's a lot of work to, to, um, go hitchhike, take pictures while you're hitchhiking, interview them. Mm. And then at the rest stop where you're hiding, pull out your, your, uh, iPad and edit a photo, a portrait that I took of them. And then to like tell the story that took a lot of work and, and I loved it. Like I had a lot of fun. Those stories and pictures were, um, you know, some of the, some of my creative outlets that I'm most proud of. Um, but it takes a lot of work hmm. and, and, uh, you don't make any money doing that. So mm -hmm. unfortunately, uh, I can't make a living doing that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. I have a couple more questions and then maybe we'll wrap this up. But uh, regarding the topic and the word adventure, do you think that all humans are wired for a, a, it for a, to some degree, even though they might define what that is differently? Or what do you think? Are some just not wired that way and they're okay with a pretty sedentary life? We, we seem to need a bit of it. Mm-hmm. To be happy. Mm -hmm. I think I think adventure is in the blood of every human. Um, does every human seek it out? I don't know. I wonder if. Uh, I mean, of course, adventure means different things to different people, for sure. Yeah, you said you said that. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think that it's a human a human feature and something that's good for us that we should seek out whether we do or not. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, okay, final question. Do you have any future goals you'd be willing to share with us? Future goals? Adventure-wise or, or career-wise, uh, whatever you like. Oof. I am hot in pursuit of uh, becoming a, a land a landowner in, uh, in Mariposa, California. That's what every fiber of my being is working towards every day yes. for the past like three, four years, something like that. So that's like truly what I'm working on. But in terms of adventure and things like that, I can't wait to travel abroad again. It's been many years. Um, and someday, uh, I'm very interested in paragliding. Mm. Like mm. I have to do that before I die. So I also have to ask you, uh, I meant to ask you this earlier, what, what's your favorite, you've been all over the world, favorite country, if you had to choose one or two. Favorite country? I mean, you know, apples to oranges. There's, there's great things about each one. Um, uh, like I said, I mentioned Scotland before because it's such like a, such a friendly country, which is why it's such a good place to hitchhike in. Um, but, uh, they had 
um, Bothy's, the Bothy system up there is amazing. Um, Tell us what that is. <laughs> I remember you defined it. Maybe everybody knew, but and I, I never had heard of it. Um, maybe everybody knows about it, but uh, it's a rainy place to go hiking through the through the mountains. And uh, they have these derelict buildings that the Bothy Association went and just reclaimed and uh, made sturdy. Like they made them so that the roofs are sound, the walls are sound. They're completely empty. You don't need to pay anything to use them at night. You just, you, somebody has to tell you where they are because they're not, you can't, at the time at least, you couldn't find the locations online. Somebody would say, there's Bothy right about here on your map. <laughs> and and uh and it's free and and you can yeah. show up and there might be other travelers staying there for the night and that's why it's a beautiful thing it's like you you meet you meet people from other countries staying there out of the rain and it's free and somebody went and uh reclaimed this old lighthouse or old mm. shepherd's cabin Ooh, lighthouses um, really? you know? <laughs> yeah it's an amazing thing that would never happen in america yeah. You know, I, I loved that about Scotland and there were so many things about that ethos of just community, people that I loved about Scotland. Why um, why would it never happen in America? What is it about our country? We're obsessed with private property. You know, everything's private out here. And and we have granted we have the public public lands and things and that's one of the, you know, great America's greatest idea, mm. right? But it's um uh it's it's uh, that's west of the Mississippi and it's just like, it's just, I don't, I don't know much of it. It's very inaccessible east of the Mississippi. And I, and I know, uh, you know, in, in America, there's, like I said, there's just, uh, that, that ethos of, in hitchhiking too, where stranger danger, what are you doing on my lawn? Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. the, the, the suspicion, <laughs> the suspicion here, you know, that's true. Out, out there, they're yeah. just like, Oh, a stranger, come in have some tea. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it varies through the country, right? Midwesterners, I think, are rightly stereotyped as being a little friendlier and less yeah. um, edgy. And I'm sure. I'm sure that there's some, like, unfriendly Scots out there, but I didn't meet a didn't single meet one. Any. No, I didn't meet a single one. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, uh, Australia is also an amazing place. Mm. Um, uh, you can make a lot of money in Australia for very easily. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a traveler's, um, uh, good traveler's culture. They'll like a, somebody who's hitchhiking around and wants to travel around and see the, see the world. You can walk up and apply for a job for two weeks. Say, I'll be available for two weeks to help you out. Is that okay if I leave in two weeks? Yeah. You're hired. Get over here. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's, uh, that's another thing you wouldn't find out here. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they actually pay pretty decently i mean uh, people will say that it's um uh, that it evens out with the cost of living but i felt like if you just avoided beer and cigarettes and if you weren't renting that uh um yeah you're making a you're, you're making money fast in mm -hmm. australia how long were you in australia i was there for roughly six months okay well, very cool, Matt. Thank you so much for joining me today with this. It became a little more of a conversation than I intended. I didn't mean to butt in so much, but uh, interview. And everyone should check out Matt's um, Instagram handle, American Hitchhiker. Uh, it is wonderful. The What we are specifically talking about is at the very beginning of it, right? You do have to scroll the, yep. the time period. Yeah, all um, the way to the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. And there's more hitchhiking on um, my old... Um, my old Instagram, Matt Carnes Photography. Um, 
Carnes spelled C A I R N S. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the podcast. Can't wait to hear more about Millie Starbeam. It was an honor and a pleasure to, <laughs> to be your first interviewee. <laughs> Thank you so much, Matt. All right. Until next time.